Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Raj Singh. They call me King Raj, and I have with us today someone who is just a fun person to not only uh, be around, uh, we hope, but also in what they do. They found a way to mix business and pleasure, and who doesn't want to gravitate to something like that? So here is my guest, Mike Montague, who comes to us from Kansas City. Hello, Mike. Hey, Raj. Great to be here. So excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Please go ahead and tell our audience more about what it is that you do um, and what it is you do for your clients, what your business is, and so forth. Sure. So I, I run a community called Playful Humans. Uh, there is a really fun podcast. If you just search for Playful Humans, wherever you're watching or, or listening to this, you will find it. And I interview people that play for a living. So I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs, passive income people want to learn how to play with their, their work. So it could be something like an entertainer or a, a mentalist or a, a voiceover artist. I've interviewed the founder of Comedy Central, um, Justin Guarini from American Idol, people that have won uh, big uh, reality show TV stuff things. But also I've interviewed like this week, um, DC from tag team <laughs> and, and whoop, there it is fame or, um, a, uh, a couple that travels the world with their web design business. So they rented out their house for a year and they just do their web web design from anywhere in the world. They're currently in Croatia and they're loving life and playing with their business. So if any of that sounds interesting, check it out. And then we have an online community where you can uh, engage with other adults trying to rediscover the power of play and, and have some more fun with it. That sounds really, really cool. I must say you're bringing those individuals out with a niche on play. I love it. So how did you get into this, Mike? I got to know the story behind the story. Okay. Well, it's a, a little bit of a long and winding road, but in short, I'll give you the capsule summary. I think a lot of people don't realize that there is a middle class of uh, people with authority and content makers and entertainers that you think of the big famous people. Sure. Everybody wants to uh, win American Idol or they, you know, fool Penn and Teller. And I've interviewed people that have done that. But what I don't think they realize is there's a lot of working class uh, entertainers that make really good money or have really good podcasts and are successful and they don't have to deal with the headache of fame. Uh, and stuff. So I think it was Mark Cuban said that if you want to be rich and famous, uh, try rich first <laughs> and then try famous <laughs> because the famous part without the rich is not very good. Uh, right. So for me, it started in radio. I wanted to be a top 40 DJ and I pulled that off. I was Romeo on Mix 93.3, Kansas City's number one hit music station and uh, did that for seven years. It was super fun. But the hours were terrible and the pay was even worse. So once I realized that live performers made more than people on the radio, I kind of moved that way. It was also more fun for me. 
And then I learned that corporate speakers make about 10 times as much. So I moved into sales training and motivational speaking. And, you know, you went from getting like $500 a gig to $5,000 a gig makes a lot of difference in, in your uh, income. So I've had fun with that for the last 11 years. And I have a very successful sales podcast for Sandler Training. If you want to check out how to succeed, it has over 2 million downloads and Sandler is an international uh, sales training company, very successful and uh, gave me a platform to write a book. I wrote a book with a guy from LinkedIn and it was published by both companies and I've just had a ton of fun with it. And I felt like, especially during COVID, I needed to remind people to go out and find their authority, find their fun, and that there isn't just two options. There isn't like just mega stardom and you happen to get a lucky break or you starve, that there is a business middle class that's a lifestyle business that's really fun to run. And there's an entertainment middle class too, where you can make six figures and not have to report to anybody and take vacation whenever you want and have, have a whole lot of fun. I, I love it. I love what you're preaching here. I mean, um, I'm all about, <laughs> I'm about in the passive income space, but where you can, you know, it basically allows you to do what you want when you want to, with who you want to, because you're not spending, you know, 40, 80, hundred hours a week at a job. So for example, for me, when I left corporate America, um, over a decade ago, um, from my it job, I'm a techie guy by uh, profession and trade. I have a you know, bachelor of science degree, but uh, after that, yes. I don't use it anymore. Thanks. I um, you know, decided to do different things as hobbies I, that I had a whole list of things that I would try and start taking lessons in after I uh, retired from corporate America young. And one of those were music and fast forward. Now it's uh, over a decade now that I've been um, traveling with a Caribbean band singing as an entertainer on stage. And I never oh, knew I had awesome. the ability to do that. I'm this techie geeky guy. And now you see me on stage getting thousands of people to like move and jump up in the air and, and, and go along. And then when I'm not <laughs> singing on stage, I'm speaking on stage, entertaining, using a lot of the same skills and passions for it. But I would have never known if I still had a job working all those hours that I had these hidden talents and abilities. And it's a ton of fun uh, when I'm on stage. It's really living life. So I totally understand how um, much passion and purpose uh, you have for what you do when you're helping people find their authority and fun as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you highlighted uh, authority because I think here's the big thing that people miss. When you niche down and you do unusual things like this and you uh, sing in a Caribbean band, it makes you unique. It makes you more attractive to other people. Uh, you know, there are other passive income people uh, on the internet, right? I'm not breaking ground there, right? But when you, I don't know any other Caribbean singers once, right? When you start adding two or three things into your mix of creativity and you become more playful with them, it actually attracts a lot more attention because it becomes unusual. It becomes valuable. People don't need the same advice they can get somewhere else. They need you. They need your story, your connection, and what makes you an authority on something. So I'm also a recovering computer nerd. I designed over 200 websites and started designing websites in high school, which isn't a big deal now, but back in the nineties, like you had to actually do the code and upload HTML. And I know stuff. that yeah. was me back then. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so I get that, right? Like how many radio DJ, web designer, sales trainer, game show hosts, do you know? Um, chances are it's probably just one. So I get to write my own ticket. I get to decide how much I'm worth 
what my hourly wage is because I'm the only one on that planet with that job. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and we get to use a whole different hemisphere of our brain that was untapped before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, we're living examples of that. And then you're able to do that for more people. I'm able to do that for my clients as well. I just want to tell them my story and inspire them. And I remember at first, it's a, it's a great thing you said about how, you know, there's so many people that are just that profession, whatever that title is, you're the passive income guy, or you're the radio host guy or something like that, the computer nerd or whatever. But um, for me, I remember when I would meet people in business settings, I would not necessarily tell them about that at first. I would just tell them what I do for business. I'm a book author, I'm a speaker, all that stuff. And when they found out about the music part, that was the thing that made them actually like me more. It opened up. They had yeah. big smiles and they started telling me about their family members. I remember I met Jack Canfield a few times and then even went to his home in California, the, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. that's what made me stand out to him is, is when we met, when I told him about that, then he started telling me about how one of his sons is into music too. And then I remember at the hotel, another time we were at, one of the um, bellmen were driving and he said, oh yeah, there's this guy, Jack Canfield here. And yeah, and he was talking about this guy who's the singer on stage. And he was talking about me, but he's telling other people about me. And I was just like, wow. And then I met Bob <laughs> Proctor, uh, Bob Proctor's home in Canada. And, and the same thing. Wow, That's how I stood awesome. out. They're like, oh, you're the singer guy, not just like the every other guy we meet. So I love that you said that too. You realize that. And if we can help more people tap into what their passions are outside of just the business sense, that's what really stands out for all of us. We like that. And, and for me, what I've discovered with Playful Humans is it's the fun stuff. You think it's the part that you have to work hard. We have this myth in our all culture, and I think it also goes with your passive income, right? The people that make the most amount of money are not doing it for an hourly wage. <laughs> Generally, mm. they have passive income and other streams of income. And what I think people miss is like the best salespeople are not grinding and making a thousand calls a day. They're playing golf on Fridays, right? They're, they're enjoying this life and the money that they're making and their connection and relationships with other people. And so the same thing happens when you look at your play. If you're looking at what is super easy for you rather than what's hard or what's valuable, I think you'll find some magic there. So for me, you know, hosting games and playing board games and game shows and running family feud with people, I love doing that. I would do it for free. I often do for my, my friends and family. But when I realized you could get paid for that, I was like, oh, well, that's amazing. And everybody, like you said, everybody starts talking about it. Everybody asks about that. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that some people don't like to get on stage. Some people don't like the microphone, but I love it. And it's easy for me. And when you follow those things, they multiply. So, you know, I know you're a fan of law of attraction based on your relationships and, and name drops there, but it's part of that. When you're living in your expertise, your authority, your personality, and your playful style, people see that and they go, Ooh, I, I want more of that because you're living your best life. You know, if you're grinding and hustling, you're working 80 hours a week and you're worn down and you're tired and you're trying to write a book, but you're not a very good writer and, and all of that kind of stuff, it, it shows up. Nobody wants to attract that energy. Nobody wants, Oh, I need more of that in my life. But if you're not a writer, do a podcast. If you're not a podcaster, do a video, you know, start doing TikToks, whatever that thing is for you that has the magic, right? Don't try and, and be somebody else or don't try and do the things you should do. Absolutely. That's why they say more money is actually made. More business is being done on the golf course than in boardrooms nowadays. Right? <laughs> and, and it's, and it's also uh, quality relationships as well while you're doing something fun. That's why I love to do these uh, mastermind 
retreats in exotic locations at resorts all around the world where we have yeah. really cool people, really successful people, but we're doing cool things with the same people. So we might go, you know, uh, diving with the sharks or something like that, but now we're building real experiences while we're doing those things. And then the business will come after because you've, you've made that relationship, yeah. that connection, that friendship, but it's based on what you said, doing something fun, playful human. What a, what a great name. I love it. Yeah. And I, I think exactly what you said with, you know, if you're swimming with dolphins, and then doing a, a talk, people are going to remember that more likely than if you went to the local uh, gray beige hotel room, right? And they sat in another one or another virtual webinar. Like that's going to be yeah. anchored in your memory forever. That's when we were at Atlanta swimming with dolphins and we learned about exactly. passive income. That's totally different. And so I think that's the stuff that attracts people. And that's what people miss is they think it's a risk. They think, being unusual is means people are going to point and laugh. But uh, as an entertainer, that's what I want people to do. <laughs> yeah. I want people to point and laugh and I want people talking about us. Most people don't have a rejection problem. We have an awareness problem. So it's not that people saw us and don't like us. It's that they're not even thinking about us at all. Uh, and so mm. we need to attract more attention. And we, we do that by being playful. Most people don't have a rejection problem. They have an awareness problem. They don't stand out. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, think about that for salespeople, right? Everybody hates getting no. They're afraid that if I call somebody and make a cold call, somebody's going to yell at me and hang up. But if you never make the call, you're not getting rejected, but you're also not getting thought of. Nobody's, you're, you're oblivious. You're, uh, they're unaware of you that you even exist. So your problem isn't rejection that people are not going to like it when you call. Your problem is that you're not calling enough people, that nobody's even thinking about you in the first place. Great, but it goes great. for everything, a podcast or uh, a game show or a book or anything, huge brands, even uh, massive brands like Apple or Google and stuff. There are still more people not on Facebook in the world than are on Facebook by about wow. seven times, right? So maybe they've heard of it, but even the largest brand in, in the world have more people not using it than, than using it. So they need, they need bigger reach. And you said game show. Tell me more about that. Like, uh, I mean, gamification is, is so big, especially in the business world today. I've, I've uh, attended a few high-level masterminds even where, where there's gamification involved. It makes everything so much fun and memorable. You know, like you said, it really anchors in uh, and prepares our mind to be open to retaining the knowledge that we get as well. What do you do as far as with the game show? I appreciate you uh, asking me about that because, yeah, there's kind of two sides of it. One is uh, gamification has been weaponized a little bit. So I don't like in corporate training that I do and stuff, you know, people use badges and other things to try and make boring subjects otherwise fun. Um, I think there is something to that. The games have power. People do like to, to play them and they engage longer and they learn more when they're, we're having fun, but mm -hmm. I would rather go the other way. I would rather give you ice cream and slip in a few vegetables, then serve you all vegetables and slip in a few bites of ice cream. And I think that's what most people do when they're looking at like corporate training or something. They're like, what are, how do we get these, everybody to do the uh, HR and sexual harassment training and stuff. And then, Oh, let's gamify it. Let's give them a badge if they want. <laughs> and I'll go, no, let's go the other way. Let's create a game show. Let's make sure everybody has fun. And then, Let's feed them the vegetables that they need in there somewhere. So I love to create custom games for people. I do that too. If you want to go to playfulhumans.com and check that out, we call them play shops. 
but for me, sometimes it's even just important to play with no purpose whatsoever. That all of us learned through play and we learned some very powerful things through play that we haven't been measuring and optimizing for. So you can learn how to use Adobe Photoshop by watching some videos online. You don't have to play with that, right? But if I need to teach you how to connect with other people, uh, how to build a culture on a team, how to be more creative and come up with an idea to put into Photoshop, or I need to improve your confidence, I can't do those through online apps and games and scorms or... or um, you know, tests with a number two pencil aren't going to help you, right? Those are things yeah. that are intangible that we learn through play. When you're a kid on the playground, you learn what not to say around somebody by saying something, them getting offended and uh, it causing a fight or, or something. You go, oh, that's where that boundary is, right? And now in today's world, especially after COVID, so much of that has been sucked out of our life, right? People can't find places to try things and fail or um, to connect with other human beings or create something that people may or may not like that, that might not work. Uh, and I think especially just culture, it's all been driven to the edges that we need more people mixing stuff up together to get more interesting ideas. I'm, I'm so glad about what you're doing. You're just reminding people to, to play and giving them uh, just some strategies and tips they can, they can take away from you know this message and and go ahead and just remember to to do those things and, and play what's a another tip you can share with everyone they can go out there right now and do starting today i will give you one and a half here uh so the first Excellent. one is a shameless plug for me go to playfulhumans.com quiz and there's a playfulness quiz there and it's like a buzzfeed style quiz that'll give you some insight to yourself about how you like to play a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't play anymore because I don't want to, I don't like board games or I don't want to look silly or I don't like to dance or, or whatever it is. There's so many different things. You could create, you could host a party, you could uh, play a sport, you could um, go hiking, solve a puzzle, do an escape room. Like there's so many options to play that I just want you to pick one of them. Doing anything will help you re-engage with your life wake up your brain, feel present in the moment. Most of the time you have to move your body or interact with other people as well. And there's just a ton of health benefits. People that play, I'm no, no joke here, Raj, uh, make more money, have more sex, uh, lose weight, uh, all kinds of ridiculous advantages just by playing and having more fun with your, your life. Uh, you make more connections in your brain and stave off Alzheimer's. It's ridiculous. So Tip number one is just pick something and go do anything. Number two for me, or 1.5, is do it with <laughs> other people. So I think what people make is when they want to network, they're like, oh, let me go to a, a, a referral group or a, a chamber meeting. And where do you think you would get to know each other better, Raj? If we went to a chamber meeting together and delivered our 60-second commercials, or if we went and we played sand volleyball on the, the beach together for a couple of hours. Volleyball when do you think our relationship would be tighter after the volleyball yeah, game, right? Absolutely. And it's more fun. And we get exercise, we breathe fresh air, and we get to laugh. We're not in the stuffy boardroom again, like delivering canned prepared resume speak. Like we're connecting on a real human level. And the benefits just multiply 
exponentially from those things. Excellent. Now, what are you looking for when it comes to clients in any way that our platform can can support you take what you're doing to the next level? Because I mean, I believe in what you're doing. Um, really do. Just um, I have a passion for that as well. And I think you can bring out a lot of other people's passions uh, for doing this also. So what are the type of people that you work with for this? Is it just anyone? What's the next step they can take if they like what they're hearing and they want to, um, you know, just just learn more? Is it going to the website, taking the quiz? Is it contacting you directly? Uh, start with the quiz. You can certainly reach out to me directly too. You can go to mikemontague.com or find me on social media and stuff. But um, I try not to push this too hard, right? It's play. So sometimes people are like, uh, what are the seven steps to be more playful? And do you have a white paper or something? on That's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Listen to the podcast about a guy that took his dog and raced around the world uh, with his um, golden doodle and they do surfing competitions. That's way more fun. And you'll learn way more uh, about me and in that discussion. So check out the podcast, playful humans, share it with other people. If you love the message, somebody that needs to hear it, that's stressing themselves the hell out. And they need to chill a little bit, send them the podcast. Say you were thinking about them. Uh, you can certainly take the quiz or, or join the community or, or reach out if you want to do a, uh, holiday party, a fun game show. I do, uh, you know, feud style games or, or uh, other trivia games and stuff for a holiday party. But um, all of that is just bonus. Figure out what is fun for you and go do that. Excellent. Excellent. You've heard it from Mike Montague himself. Go to playfulhumans.com slash quiz. Check out the quiz. Check out the Playful Human podcast. I'm looking forward to doing that as well. Uh, you know, Mike, you really are making a difference and, and changing the world. If we could all be more playful, we'd uh, definitely be in a happier place. So, you know, bravo to you for what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, thanks, thanks for being man. a guest on our podcast. Yep, uh, we appreciate that. And uh, here's to another episode of the Future Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Singh. Thanks again, Mike. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence Podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.